What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Top Flight Podcast. You know what it is. You know what we're here to do. Back on screen, beautiful Austin, Texas. Top Flight Podcast, episode 75. I'm your host, Hernan Gonzalez, or more commonly known around the Austin FC community or the Q2 stadium area as H. The homies, the nickname they gave me a long time ago, is starting to pick up. A lot of people come up to me like, hey, what's up, H? And it is what it is. I'm joined by the lads, two cousins that people... I guess you can say I love and hate. It's Primo in Bali ATX Bali. Starting off with you, mate. How you doing, bro? Oh man, I'm 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 buzzing. You know, top of the league. You know, I'm I'm happy. You know, and uh, I've been I've been sipping all day. You know, you got I'm got myself some strawberry lemonade right here with some uh, Peter's cup. Peter's yes, cup. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Some strawberry lemonade with some banya vodka. That's what I've been. That's what I've been. Relax, on. bro. Relax. That's Why you gotta call Peña like that? That's what I've been sipping on all day, and it's uh, it's actually very, very tasty. You want some? You want I'm some? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Primo, good you want some, that. Primo? I know you want some, Primo. Primo, mate, how you doing? Real Madrid obviously lost the final. Bali is uh, taking it out on you and Peña at the forest. I mean, yeah, chill out, bro. how chill do you out. feel? I mean, he just called you, you out, bro. You gotta chill out that. Nah, it was a real day, and I mean, it just you know, it's it's a it's just a it's a no. I mean, it's fine. They they haven't won that trophy in like five years or something like that, so they can have it. But we got we got you know bigger trophies to go for. We got Champions League, La Liga, so I think uh, I think we'll be fine. We'll be okay. Yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be okay. We'll see. We'll see. I got the Real Madrid jacket on, as you can see. I also got. Uh, a shirt that the Oak Collective sent me. They've got a lot of cool merch out there. Shout out to them. They gave me a little Verde Listo shirt. Now, before we get into the episode of the Top Flight Podcast, get into the Austin FC and the Real Madrid and Arsenal European banter, I got to send a shout out to Lupe, Lupe uh, realtor here in the Austin area. If you need to buy a home, sell a home in the Austin area, or just um, you know see what your options are when it comes to selling a home or buying a home here in Austin. I know a lot of people are moving to this area, but Make sure to hit her up. Her information is in our Instagram bio. We're Austin TV. You can check that out. Also, make sure to give us a follow on social. Subscribe to the Top Flight Podcast. Tell your friends, tell your coworkers that are asking you about Q2 Stadium or your Austin FC, um, Austin FC love, I guess you can say. Um, you can tell them to subscribe at Top Flight, and it'll be easy from there. Now, let's get into the show. We got to talk about a Austin FC2 signing that just happened. Boom. Eric Lopez, welcome to Austin FC 2. Uh, got some notes here from the Austin FC website. It says, Lopez, 23, joins Austin FC 2 on a one-year deal through the end of the 2023 season with a club option for the 2024 season. He will participate with the Austin FC first team during the 2023 preseason, a native Westminster, California. Uh, a native of Westminster, California, Lopez is a product of the LA Galaxy Academy. He began his professional career at age 15, becoming the youngest ever player to sign a professional USL contract when he joined LA Galaxy 2 in 2014. He went on to make 65 total appearances for LA Galaxy 2, including 21 during the 2022 season. He kept five clean sheets and made 68 saves in 2022. Bali, what are your first thoughts on this kid? I mean, he seems like a hard worker. Yeah, I've been checking him out on social media. You know, he seems like a good kid, humble guy, you know, and uh, I hope that he's hungry, man. I hope that he does uh, great for us in Austin FC, too. And I, I hopefully we see him in the first team. You know, why not? Maybe in, a, in an FA Cup game. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be excited for him. FA Cup or Open Cup? Open Cup, Open Cup. Open Cup, Open Cup. Hey, the European segment is coming, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's I'm coming, sorry. Hey, it's coming, it's coming. But, yes. Uh, Eric Lopez, he is coming from the 
uh, LA Galaxy Academy. Uh, I was looking him up, you know, trying to find some articles on him. And really everything that I was finding on him was a lot of match reports. And they were all highlighting him a lot of the time, saying he made some key saves, um, keeping the team in the game. There was some that said he made five key saves in, in one match. So this guy is a baller. I'm very excited to see him uh, in the Austin FC colors, even though it's the Austin FC 2 team. I know that that's going to be a bridge for a lot of young players, a lot of the young talent that we're going to see come in. Uh, through those ranks. I'm very excited. He's also very tall. I mean, he stands at 6'2". A couple more notes that I got here from the Austin website. It says, Lopez, who stands at 6'2", is a former U.S. men's national youth uh, national team player. He was the youngest member of the U.S. U-17 roster, which included Christian Pulisic, Tyler Adams at the 2015 FIFA U-17 World Cup in Chile. He made a total of 14 youth international appearances at various youth levels. Primo, going to get you in after this quote. This is from uh, Sean Rubio, the director of personnel for Austin FC, who has been giving us the quotes now. Um, seems like Claudio Reyna took a step back. He's been away from the press conferences, from the statements after everything that developed with Greg Berhalter, obviously. This is what he had to say on uh, Eric Lopez. This is uh, director of player personnel, Sean Rubio. He goes, Eric is a highly skilled young goalkeeper with a past experience as a starter at the USL championship level. We're excited to welcome him to Austin. Primo, uh, what are your thoughts on Eric Lopez real quick? Um, I think it's a great, it's a great signing. It's a good, great addition to, uh, to the second team squad. And so, uh, you know, it's good to see these, these young talented goalkeepers come up. And I think the U.S. and MLS has done that very good lately. And, you know, the recent, in these past recent years, um, examples like David Ochoa and, uh, what's that guy, the guy that went to Chelsea you know, there's some good uh, goalkeepers coming out of the MLS, and so hopefully this guy can be that and uh, sneak his way into the first team. Um, you know, I feel like eventually we're going to have to call up a young guy into into the first team, and so why not be a goalkeeper? Um, a lot of competitions also, so I, I see him getting minutes. Yeah, definitely, Bruno. You do make some really good points there. Uh, now, I do want to mention the other signings that Austin FC2 has had made so far the roster i guess you can say i want to start off with the coaches uh brett utley also the coaching staff he has jason grubb and denny sanchez they were announced uh, january 4th um some just quick details this is on uh denny sanchez he arrives in austin after spending the 2022 season uh as first assistant coach of charleston battery in the usl that's important because charlie asensio was on loan in that team last season. He did get a lot of minutes there, getting his PT. Uh, he got he 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 racked up a lot of assists, multiple assists. They uh, some really nice dime piece crosses that he was putting into the box. So that's going to be important in the future for uh, our club and for the Austin FC two uh, development for our team as well. Now, uh, Jason Grubb, his part, he joins ATX FC two, having mostly recently worked as Houston Dynamo FC's head of academy goalkeeping and Houston Dynamo 2 goalkeeping coach. He also worked as goalkeeping coach for the U-20 U.S. Men's National Youth National Team since 2021, where he helped the program win the CONCACAF Under-20 Championship in 2022. Also, we do have to mention Mr. Chick Ture, who we got recently from PSV and Feyenoord. We did a whole episode on him recently. Then it was Bobosi, Biaruanga, the gentleman from Uganda, the FUFA, um, Uganda's best men's national player, Something like that, FUFA. You know what I mean, last season, last year, I guess you can say. And also, Bali's guy, David Rodriguez from San Luis Potosí, or he played there, I guess you can say. So we're definitely building quality in that team. We're building something for sure. Um, it's not going to be, you know, big and bad the first season, just like Austin FC. We're going to be building. 
we're going to be building and I'm very excited to see what they come up with and seasons to come. Boys, you want to add anything to uh, what was just mentioned on the signings and the coaching staff? Bali, starting with you, mate. I'm excited for these guys, man. You know, hopefully, uh, hopefully some of them, you know, have uh, have a great impression on the on the on the team coaching and that they make that jump, man, to the first team because we we're, we're in a lot of competitions this year and we we need everybody. Like the coaching, like Josh has been saying, you know, we need everybody. And uh, hopefully these guys uh, show up and, and perform well for us. 100%, Bali. 100%. Joshua said it. You said it right now. We need everybody. Everybody, and that's from the staff, from the from the second-level clubs, 100%. Primo, anything you want to add on the Austin FC2 team, the coaching staff for players themselves? Um, I mean, it's just exciting to see, you know, all these young players coming in and, you know, trying to make a name of it for themselves here at uh, at our team. And so, yeah, like uh, like Bali said, hopefully these guys sneak their way into the first team. Uh, I think they have some great coaches over there as well. And, uh, you know, I'm just excited to see them play. And uh, until we find out, you know, it might just be at the at the performance center. But, um, you know, that just means more Austin to see, like, games, you know. If there's not an Austin to see game, go to an Austin to see two game. Check out those guys. And so I think it's going to be great. 100%, pretty 100%. Now, uh, let's go on to the next topic. Now, it is going to be a bit lengthy, I guess you can say. We're good. We got to talk about Mr. Adam Lunkvist, or Lundy, as I'm going to call him. But before I get into that, I do want to mention happy birthday to Austin FC, I guess you can say. It is a very historic day, January 15th. Austin FC announced on uh, Instagram, they made a post about it. They said, hey, four years, and we're still growing. I mean, we're here to stay. Best team in Texas, I guess you can say. So, happy birthday to Austin FC, and... Um, Happy holidays, I guess, if you celebrate to all the Verde fans out there. Right, Bali? Anything you want to say to Austin FC? I mean, today is their birthday, mate. And it's, uh, man, dreams come true. Dreams come true. You know, it's it's crazy that, you know, we have a team here in my hometown. You know, and even crazier that it's right behind where I used to live at. You know, I used to live around that area my whole whole childhood. You know, uh, but it's special. It's very, very special to have a, to have a Q2 by, by, by your neighborhood, by your hood. You know, so um, I'm very, very happy, very excited. And many years to come, many years to come. Q2, sorry, I had myself muted. Q2, not only is it close to where we used to live back in the day, bro. I mean, that that stadium is where we used to play football back in the day. We used to play footy back in the day. We used to ride our bikes through there. I mean, we used to walk home from school through those areas. It was memories, countless memories. And now we have a soccer team there. And it's just absolutely incredible, mate. I'm I'm so excited to see what Q2, Primo's background right there, what it turns into in a decade, in 15 years, in 20 years. So happy birthday to Austin FC. Four years, we're still growing, we're still pushing. I'm very excited. Now, boys, let's get into uh, a big signing, a big name signing, I guess you can say. Maybe some people will think otherwise. But 500K in GAM just isn't spent any other day in the MLS. So Austin FC announces the signing of Adam Lunkovis from the Houston Dynamo. Uh, right here, I got some notes from the website themselves. It says, uh, the club announced today that the that the club agreed to a trade with Houston Dynamo FC. Austin acquired defender Adam Lundqvist with Houston receiving 300K in 2023 general allocation money, which is that GAM, famous GAM, and 200,000 in 2024 GAM in exchange. So 300 this year, 200,000 next year for this guy from Houston. Is he that good? We'll see in the season to come. Uh, they go on to say, Lundqvist joined Houston Dynamo in 2018 where he would go on to make 121 appearances and record 12 assists across five seasons prior to moving to major league soccer Lundqvist spent four seasons with if ellsborg in his native sweden why is that important well because that's where lel weissen is coming from if ellsborg 
Uh, he made 145 appearances in all competitions for IFL Sport, tallying three goals, 18 assists, and winning the Swedish Cup in 2014. Lundqvist represented the Sweden senior men's national team in a pair of international friendlies in 2016, earning an assist and a 3-0 victory over Finland. Though a Swedish citizen, Lundqvist holds a U.S. green card and therefore will not occupy an international designation on the Austin FC roster. Bali, your initial thoughts on Lundy. Go ahead, mate. Lundqvist. Lundqvist. You know, um, I'm happy. You know, uh, what I noticed is whenever uh, the announcement came out, a lot of Houston fans in the comments were, were upset and mad about him leaving a, uh, about him leaving a Houston Dynamo. You know, um, that that's a good sign because you could tell that the fans liked him and he was a hard worker. And I'm excited, man. I, what I've been hearing is that he might, uh, if people were asking, will, will, will he start in the left-back position? You know, I feel like if Gallagher is, is going to be staying in the left-back position, um, I don't think that he will be starting. But if 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 Gallagher does make that switch to the right back position, then Lunkovic, you know, he has no competition on the left back because you know we know how Komenic has been playing. You know, the kid has been poor for us, and Asensio might go to Austin FC too. So I think that if if it all depends where Gallagher is going to start, you know. But I think Gallagher, I think he'll stay on the left back position and he'll make it his, and they can compete. You know, it will be good competition for him. And anyways, we're in a lot of competitions, so we're, there's going to be rotation for sure. So, uh, man, I'm excited. I'm happy for this guy to be here. Yes, 100%. I guess the more depth, the better, Bali. I guess one one can say, I do remember last season, a lot, of, uh, a lot of fans were calling for the coaching staff to get the defense in check. I mean, we were signing a lot of attacking players, and we felt that, like if the defense was being neglected, you know, and then Ruben left, and it just made things even harder. Now we signed Leo. We signed Lundy Adam from Houston, and seems like things may be turning around for Austin FC. There is there is rumors that Gallagher might be moving to the right side, just like you said, Bali. And if that happens, I mean, it just really puts us in a good spot. We'll have Nick Lima, Hector Jimenez, John Gallagher available for the right back side, and on the left side we will have. I mean, we'll see if it's going to be Zant. We'll see if it's going to be Adam Lundy. And we can we can't forget about Charlie Asensio. I mean, we, he went on loan last season. He did really good with the team he was with, Charleston Battery. I'm very excited to see what happens with Charlie Asensio. Like you mentioned, Bali, a lot of competitions are going to be happening this season. So minutes will be there for everybody. Uh, some quick details on Lundy. Primo, before I get your take, uh, it says uh, pronunciation on his name. I can't believe I missed it in my notes. It says Lundqvist. Lundqvist. Right there. There you have it. A position defender, height 5'9", born March 20th of 94. He's 28 from Sweden, and of course his nationality is Sweden. Now, Primo, what are your first thoughts on uh, Lundy coming to Austin FC? Uh, I think it's I think it's good. I mean, he's gonna add, like you guys have said, uh, uh, some depth. Uh, you know, we're completely stacked in the defense, which is great because of all the competitions gonna be playing. So, you know, if someone gets injured, it might not be too bad on the defense like it was, you know, the first and second season. So. Uh, I feel pretty good in that. Um, it seems like, you know, I couldn't really find too much on this guy online as far as highlights. Uh, I think, you know, he had a, an assist um, against us, and then I saw that he had, like, a goal line clearance. Um, so that's all I could really find. But it seemed like this guy was really, like, a big, uh, like, media guy. He was in a lot of – I saw a lot of interviews. I saw a lot of, like, uh, podcast features and stuff like that. So – 
he was part of the likable guy in Houston, and so hopefully he brings that good attitude over here and uh, to Austin. And uh, I mean, I have no doubt that he's a decent player. So we'll we'll see who gets to start there. Yeah, and actually one of his assists that you were uh, mentioning, Primo, it was versus us, right? I mean, it was a really good pass that he set himself up and put it in. Houston got that score, so he 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 knows what it's like to score versus Austin. I'm sure he's going to be a great addition to our defensive uh, our defensive struggles that we've had in the past two seasons. Definitely, they've they've been there. It's been no secret. And he's a guy that's going to come into this team and he's going to add more security. He's going to add more depth. And Gallagher, you know, we were touching up on him. The the beauty of John Gallagher is that we're going to be able to use him in multiple places. I mean, he can be used in the right defense, in the left defense, and let's not forget his attacking qualities. He's going to bring that also. He could be used at right wing, maybe as forward. We'll see. John Gallagher is really a, a awesome FC player because, I mean, remember whenever we were making those signings in the first season, we were getting a, a lot of guys that could play in multiple spots. Another one of those guys is Hector. Hector can bring you stuff in the uh, in the right back role, but he can also push up midfield. I mean, that's in his locker in his pocket, I guess you can say. And I'm very uh, excited for the for the future for Austin FC. I mean, we're building depth, like I said, and it's going to be great. It's going to be really good. Uh, some other things that we can note on Mr. Lundqvist, you know, he made some uh, national team appearances for, for Sweden. So we're getting a lot of talent like that, a lot of international players. And that's very, very exciting for Austin FC. Let's move on to another topic of the Verde, of the Verde community interest, which is the squad number changes. Something went on in the Austin FC team. Some players moved numbers. They changed numbers. You saw Drusy Dior change his. You see right there, he's now number 10. Rigoni also dropped from 77. He dropped one of those sevens because now he's just one seven. He's number seven. We also saw the new guys come in, and they got their numbers, right? But real quick, I'm going to note off the ones that uh, some of y'all might have missed. Kip Keller, number four. Rigoni, like I mentioned, number seven. Zardi's incoming new player. He got that number nine. Very interesting. That's a big, important role. See if he can uh, fill in those uh, shoes. You know, uh, whenever you got the nine on your back, people expect what? They expect goals. And that's just the way soccer works, y'all. All All right. Uh, Sebastian Drusi, as previously mentioned, right there, you can see it. Number 10. And uh, we got some new ones as well. Lel Weissenen, incoming, number 15. CJ Faudry, number 19. He said recently that he... Was hoping for number seven, but it was not available. I mean, come on, bro. Of course, they're not going to give it to you, mate. What are you thinking? Matt Bersano with number 20. Adam Lundy, 21. Very interesting right there. 21. Can you do? All right, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, Sofiane Jeffal with number 22. Charlie Asensio, 26. And Alfonso Ocampo, the youngin from Seattle. Y'all remember him? Uh, number 28. Now, I got to get y'all's opinion, boys. Bali, starting off with you. What number change shocked you the most or maybe... Uh, maybe not shocked you, but which one did you like the most, I guess you can say? Go ahead, Bali. You already know what I'm going to say. You know, Drusi Dior, you know, number 10, you know, what? Uh, he was inspired by Messi in the World Cup, and he said, you know what? When I come back, I want that number. And um, that, that one was, it's, it's a nice. And also Rigoni, number seven now, you know, um, Boch had it first, and Drusi, and now Rigoni. So uh, he has uh, some big shoes to fill, too, Rigoni. You know, I want to see you... Uh, actually uh, represent that number seven and go off just like Drusi did last year. So, and also this artist one was kind of surprising me too, number nine. But, um, man, I think the, my favorite one was definitely uh, Drusi Dior, number 10, man. I mean, what a, he deserves it, man. He is our number 10. He, that's him. He is our number 10. Hey, conspiracy theory. You ready? 
Austin FC made Juicy change numbers three times in order to sell a lot of jerseys. Think about it, bro. He was number 25. He was number seven, and now he's 10? I mean, I know that they're prestigious numbers to go from 25 to 7 to 10, and other players had 7, like Boch and Ceci had 10, and Juicy couldn't get it. That's why he went to number 25. But think about it. They love to sell jerseys, right? Could Juicy be changing kits, you know, on the regular kit numbers in order to sell jerseys to pump up those numbers? I don't know. Let us know in, and let us know in the comments below. Could be. I don't know. Could be onto something right there. But uh, the reason why I do bring that up, because when this when this new jersey comes out with his number, I think it's going to break records in the MLS. Austin FC fans are going to go crazy buying this jersey. Uh, we'll see. I, I wonder what the record is. I think Bell is the one with the record of most sales in the MLS jersey. But hopefully we can make a splash with the new uh, home kit that's going to come out soon. Rumored in February, I think, or maybe late January. But the new number 10 jersey is going to get a lot of people's pockets. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Kip Keller, number four, switching up to number four. That's massive. I mean, that's an incredible responsibility for the kid. Sergio Ramos, number four, some important center backs in in. Uh, soccer history you know that number four is prestigious in that center back position uh hopefully this means that he's going to get more involvement more minutes we'll see what uh, what happens with mr kip keller but primo uh what was your reaction to the kit number changes anything that uh uh popped out for you um i mean definitely the probably the the one you mentioned the kip keller one I, yeah i think that's pretty interesting uh you know hopefully it uh gives a boost to his confidence also and you know he's able to make that number uh proud you know the number four is an important number as a center back so and then was, i was interested uh it's also interesting that uh leo didn't take it you know i was kind of expecting leo to get the four um but you know it's you know we'll see if kip keller gets more minutes um uh, and then also the drusi dior one the number 10 i don't i don't think there's ever been or there's probably just a you know just a few players that have had both number seven and the number ten, bro. That's crazy, and that's an interesting theory about the whole selling jersey thing. That's crazy, but now that 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 number ten Drusi on the new jersey, bro, is gonna look crazy. That's gonna look crazy. Not only is it gonna look crazy, it's gonna look straight crazy, mate. All right, and you know that I'm gonna get the kid. Um, I'm going to send the new kit to our graphic designer here, Mr. Gold Designs. He made this one, and he's made a lot of the new graphics that we've been posting. I got to send him one of the new kits. I'm going to try to get it signed by some of the players, but he definitely earned that jersey. I mean, he's been dropping some nice graphics for us with the Warehouse and TV logo and all that. Um, but anything else on the numbers that we can add? I mean, nothing really much to note. You know, we've all seen it. Drucy changed it. Rigoni changed it. But Kip Keller, like I said earlier, Kip Keller was the one that shocked me because Number four is not just a number, bro. It comes with a responsibility, mate. And if you're just playing around with number four, not good in my books, mate. That's that that number is sacred to me, bro. You know that. That number is sacred to me, bro. It's sacred to me, bro. Okay? So we're gonna move on there. The other topic that we're gonna discuss here in the Top Flight Podcast, the Austin FC segment, is the Rotney Redes situation, y'all. Now, why do I bring this up again? Because I think this is the end of the saga. I think it ends here. He's been in a lot of the photos that we've been seeing for Austin FC. He's been laughing. He's been looking like he's had a great time. I mean, how could it, how could he not be having a great time? He's collecting checks, doesn't really have to work for it. He's having a blast here in Austin, man. I mean, he's not looking forward to, to going back to Paraguay anytime soon. But 
there was rumors, you know, there was rumors, there was uh, quotes by his agent. He was going on the radio saying that, you know, there was um, there was interest in Redes going to Olympia. He came out also saying that he was that he and Redes had agreed to see him in another team that they were looking for a quote unquote solution for Ronnie Redes. But yesterday his agent comes out or two days ago, his agent comes out and he says that they never offered Redes to um Olympia, that they never offered Ceci, that there was never any contact there, there was never any agreement, any talks, and he's pretty much calling everybody liars at this point. Now, Diego Serrati is a guy that you're not going to take his word for a lot of things. He's been, he's he said some lucrative things in the past. I mean, when the whole Ceci situation was going on, he said that this was just a big mistake and everything was going to be swooped, you know, it was going to be um, cleared up. You know, that exactly did not happen. He said that that Ceci was uh, training. Ceci looked like he was not training at all. He came back a little heavy too. You know, maybe Ceci was just a thick boy. Maybe, maybe right. But Diego Serrati, a guy that you really can't not trust. And now he's saying that there was no agreement, no nothing. I mean, this guy. I mean, he's just going back and forth on his lies. Bali, I got to bring you in, mate. What's your thoughts on everything going on? I got some quotes here ready, but give us your take first. And I'm not happy. Not happy. I, I don't want this guy here, and I'll stand on it. You know, I do not want this guy here. And then um, I hope CJ, I hope CJ uh, benches him. I hope CJ takes his spot. You know, because the kid looks hungry. And um, if he does stay, if Redes does stay, you know, I'll see you in Austin FC too, buddy, and work yourself up because you don't deserve to be on the first team. You do not deserve to be in the first team. And also, we got to do something about taking his number away and giving it to somebody else also. I feel like he should go and uh, maybe get like uh, maybe take a, a bit harsh, a bit harsh. A maybe take maybe take would, like, ruin his confidence. No, nah, I don't care. I don't care about his confidence. I don't care. I don't care about. Him. I don't care. I, like I told you, um, I don't want him here, and I stand on it. And um, hopefully, hopefully uh, they they find a solution, and he leaves. But if he does stay, um, put him in an Austin FC team, Austin FC two team. You know, I do not want to see this kid in the first team. I do not. I'm sorry. I just don't want to see it. Well, Bali, I know a lot of fans out there are going to agree with you. They're frustrated with this player's output. Seems like he has not earned his money, quote-unquote, earned his money. Um, he hasn't shown his worth at all for the club. I mean, at some point in his career in in, in Paraguay, he was dubbed as uh, the Paraguayan Mbappe. I know that that's hard to believe, but he was fast. He was laser fast on that, down that side. And, I mean, something must have impressed Josh Wolf. And Claudio Reina and whatever scout was out there because he got signed as a first historic player to a franchise expansion club, whatever you want to call it. I mean, somebody saw something in this guy. But the fact that it just hasn't worked out here in Austin is just unfortunate first, but now it's just sad and it's getting annoying and it's turned into a meme. I mean, this guy is not producing anything for the club. He's just on our wage books and it's just not ending the way that any of us expected or any of us wanted to. I mean, you want to back a player, you want to show him support, but when they're not doing really anything on, on the field, it's tough. It's tough. And I get a lot of the fans out there that are frustrated with Mr. Ronnie Reyes. But believe it or not, there's still people out there that are backing this guy, defending him, saying that this season is going to be the Ronnie Reyes breakout season. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. But I got some quotes here. Um, this is a, a, a tweet from Versus Paraguay. They're a big account on uh, on Paraguay Twitter, I guess you can say. It reads, the representative of Ronnie Redes and Cecilio Dominguez clarified that neither was offered to Olympia and that neither was contacted from the club to ask other 
to ask about the players after both have been mentioned as probable reinforcements. That was translated, so sorry if it was a bit uh, wishy-washy. The next quote that I have here, this is from the agent himself on the Versus Radio, Diego Serrati, a quote from him. He says, Nunca le ofrecimos a Rodney Redes ni Cecilio Dominguez, tampoco nadie del club nos hablaron por ellos. That's Diego Serrati on Versus Radio. I don't know, man. I mean, this guy's going back on a lot. I even brought up some tweets. We're on in TV, December 23, 2022. Redes to Olympia? Question mark. Coach Julio Cesar Cáceres, the coach from Olympia. There was an approach to the club about Redes. We must take care of what we have and then see what we can bring. Rodney was offered to the club, but we want to focus on the positions we need. So that's a quote right there saying that there was there was a there was an offer where he was offered to the club and there was some somewhat of talks. Now this guy's coming back saying that it's all a lie and I'm just calling BS on this agent. But we know this already. Don't trust Diego Serrati. It is what it is. Primo, what's your take on all this? Yeah, man, I think I think there is just too much information out there for it not to be true and for it to all just be BS. I think maybe just the deal probably fell through or something. Wasn't it uh, the last thing or well, the last thing that I was reading or that I heard was that there was they're trying to come to an agreement on the wages, I believe. I think they wanted Austin to pay most of the wages. And I don't know, Austin probably just was like, no, they're probably just trying to get rid of this guy. Um, or probably just get a good deal. And and so maybe that's why I fell through. Who knows? But I think, yeah, there's just way too much info out there for it not to be true. And uh, hopefully, you know, this was our first signing. Um, I don't know. Who knows? But it doesn't look good for him. Um, hopefully he's able to find himself. Hopefully. But um, if not, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get why Austin would want to try to get rid of him. 100%. I mean, we just got to get this guy out the club as soon as possible. Uh, for us to sell him, I guess, to somebody other than any sucker in Paraguay, he has to produce on the field. He has to get a goal, some assist or whatever, but we got to get somebody out there. Just like they conned us, we're going to have to con somebody else with this guy, Rodney Reyes. I mean, if we have to pay 60% of his wages, which is what the rumor was, which is what they didn't want to pay more than 40%, uh, we're going to have to see what what we can do. I mean, his his he, you have to think that Redes and his agent talk about this and they say, yo, I'm not playing. I want to play. I want to play. Or they could have the conversation like, hey, you're not playing, but you're still getting paid, right? Things could be worse. You could be in Paraguay not getting paid, right? So it's really all, um, it really all comes down to the mentality of the player. And it seems like we already made a verdict on that. Bali, anything else you want to add on the Rodney Redes situation? Looks like he's staying, mate. Number 11, yeah. Rompe Redes. Yeah, and also people, I did see somebody did mention me and said that I'm being a little harsh on this. Sorry, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the truth, and uh, the reality is I don't want him here. You know, and that's why Austin FC two is is such a a good and great thing for us because you don't perform, you go to Austin FC two and bring somebody from that team up that deserves it. And uh, you see that guy CJ CJ Godfrey. I'm telling you right now, that kid is going to bench him. He looks hungry. He looks ready. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm excited for him. You know, I can't wait to see him in the first team. CJ Fodry, mate. Oh, Fodry. Godfrey. Sorry. Godfrey. I think that's like a football player's last name, bro. Good stuff, though. Uh, CJ Fodry, though. My G. My G, CJ Fodry. But you're right, Bali. I couldn't agree with you more on that. Guys like CJ Fodry, looks like they're going to come in with a shift. I mean, this kid, he's he, he's young. He's 18, 19, somewhere like that. But he's big. We've seen him in the... 
in the Austin FC video hype promos and the photos as well. And next to some players that we're used to seeing, he looks like a big kid. He looks like a really, you know, Cristiano build kind of kind of guy. So it's going to be very interesting to see if he can bully Ronnie Redes out of that position. And it's, it'll be so sad, bro. So sad if we see Ronnie Redes drop down to the Austin FC too. I mean, that's a big problem. It's going to be an expensive problem at that. And hopefully, hopefully we can get him off of our books as soon as possible. Uh, let's see. Anything else we can touch up on on the Austin FC segment, boys? Anything? Bali, Primo, you have anything else you want to add? Mate? I think I think that might be it, right? Excited, bro. Excited to set up the season to start, man. I cannot wait to play St. Louis at home. First game of the season. I'm excited. I've been checking on SeatGeek. Tickets are over $100. So, sheesh. So it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a packed house like it's always been. So um, I'm happy. I'm excited, bro. I'm also excited to see who else is coming in. You know, uh, hopefully we see some more green smoke. Hopefully. Hopefully we will, mate. Uh, wow, I didn't know tickets were already that that much that much expensive for the home opener because I got to get somebody a ticket. Wow. <laughs> but it's okay. We're going to find it. We're going to see what we can do. Um, I got season passes myself, season tickets, but we got to get some more people in there and jank pack that stadium because we got we to gotta show the new expansion team how it is properly done here in Austin, Texas. Primo, is there anything that you want to add to the Austin FC segment, mate? Uh, I mean, just excited for this coming season. Um, new home openers are always just crazy. They're always the party. And so uh, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for this new kit. I'm, I'm excited to... To see when it drops and what it's gonna look like. Uh, so yeah, a lot of new and good stuff coming soon. So really excited for all that. Definitely, definitely. Now a bit of a short segment today. Um, you know, we had to talk about as much as we could for the Austin FC side of things. Next episode, we're gonna touch up on you know squad depth. Well, who is who are gonna be our uh, starters for Austin FC? We're gonna get uh, closer to preseason matches. All that is coming up. So make sure to uh, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, anybody about this podcast, Top Flight. Uh, we you know we get into Austin FC and the best of European football, which is exactly what we're gonna get into next, mate. So. Hop on to, to the top flight jet. Primo's going to be the pilot. Bali in here with me as well. Everybody come on in here. We're going to go over the Atlantic. Now, usually we will start in London, right? You know, in the EPL, somewhere in that area. But we got to start off in the Spanish Super Cup. Uh, probably the biggest thing that went on today. Real Madrid gets slapped. Absolutely slapped. 3-1 to one in the Clásico by their bitter rivals, Barcelona Los Colers. Now, Bali over there pretending to be a Barcelona fan. I don't know if he really is a Barcelona fan. It's really annoying, but Bali, give us your take before I get into the stats. What was going through your mind when you saw the absolute um, runover that happened today in, uh, what was it, Saudi Arabia? Go ahead, Bali. Um, what did I What did I see? I, I saw a murder. I saw a homicide. That's what I saw. I saw a man against boys. That's what I saw. You know, and um, I, I, see, I, I, see, I see Pierre del Madrid. Así pierde, así pierde, and it's a, it was kind of sad to see Madrid play like that. I've never seen them play like that. I think that um, you were at the top of the world last season, and now, uh, you know, I don't, I don't even think you can beat Tottenham. Honestly, I don't even think. I, I think I put you on that same level now. I see Real Madrid and I see Tottenham. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, H, but I know it hurts you, but it, it's just, uh, it's the truth, man. And uh, it was a great game by Barcelona. You know, Gabi, Pedri. Oh my God, I mean those. Uh, Oh, man, I mean, what is, those kids are talented, 
Lewa doing his thing. Lewa, you know, um, everybody in the Barcelona team look 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 great. And uh, I see a lot of similarities with uh, Mikel Arteta and uh, Xavi. You know, both uh, young coaches. You know, you can see the the game the game style. You know, you can see how how they're trying to play. And uh, man, you know, I think uh, I think this season, you know, it's it's Barcelona season, bro. I think they'll win La Liga. And um, I'm excited, bro. I'm excited for them. I'm happy for for Barca. You really touched up on something that struck me, Bali, and you said that last season we were on top of the world, and it's true. I mean, we were flying sky high last season, and it's crazy because the performance that was seen today was absolutely unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. I mean, we cannot play like that in a final against our rivals. I mean, we were we were kicking the ball around like if we were playing in the park. Like if we were playing against Cadiz, like if that was Eche, like if it was Villarreal, like if it was Valladolid, I mean, I can just keep on naming these teams. It was an absolute embarrassment. I mean, do we need to remind these 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 kids, these 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 grown men, these millionaires that they're playing against their bitter rivals? I mean, do we have to remind them what's at stake in these tournaments? It was absolutely embarrassing to watch it. I bet it was embarrassing to be a part of it. The 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 players themselves must be absolutely embarrassed or they might not even care. I think that they do care though. But Bali, you do, you, you, you also mentioned Gavi and Pedri. And I think that's what it comes down to it. I mean, two young Spanish players, young talented players. We just had a recent chaos or, you know, a bit of a disaster recently where Real Madrid fielded a, a team with no Spanish players for the first time ever. And I think that's a bit of identity lost by the club. Why do I mention that? Why do I say identity loss? I mean, it, also today, it seemed like Real Madrid was playing with no identity. And I go back as to as to mentioning, as to bringing up the fact that Ramos, Sergio Ramos, was a big part of that identity, that Real Madrid DNA, a Spanish player, has to be pushing this team one way or another. And today in Real Madrid, we do not have that. We have some of the best young, talented players in the world, Camavinga, uh, Chouameni, he's injured. You know, we have Vini, we have... Uh, uh, Rodrigo, but if Real Madrid doesn't have the best Spanish players, at least one or two, I mean, it's it's not the Real Madrid identity. It's not the team that I know. And why do I bring all this up? Some people might think that I'm just rambling, but what I saw today on screen was not the team that I know. They're not the Real Madrid. The identity is gone. The identity is not there. And I mean, I don't know what we have to do to get back on there. We have to do uh, a, a a bit of a maybe a bit of a bit of a 180 in the direction that we're going because like Bali said, can we even beat Tottenham? That's a really good question, bro. That's a really good question. Can Real Madrid beat Tottenham? And that's sad to even ask. Primo, uh, please help me out here. What went on today, Real Madrid against Barcelona? That was my take, my just e- e- my emotional uh, emotional ramble. I'm gonna come up with the facts here after. But come on, Primo, what was your thoughts on what went on today? Um, I think I just, you know, it it probably just came down to who wanted it the most. I mean, Barcelona really came out swinging, and uh, they just controlled that midfield, man. Those, you know, those young guys, Pedri, Gabi, are really good players. You know, you'll be crazy to say that they're not. But good for good for Barcelona having, you know, like you said, uh, that that Spaniard, you know, that identity. You know, those two kids really bring it. Um, and Madrid, you know, I think, you know, we just, uh, I don't know what happened today, man. It, it it looked like we just didn't want to play. We didn't want to be out there. There was nothing. You know, I don't even think we had a shot in the first half. So, 
it was it was a you know an unexpected result I guess and for me I thought you know Romero was going to play a lot better than what they did and but I think I think this is just a this is just a hiccup you know this is just you know small you know yeah we lost this game and uh you know we're just going to keep it pushing we got a lot more to play for we got Champions League which you know we're we're able to make it and so La Liga we're still up there with Barca so you know there's still time it's this is just one game it's uh you know it, it sucks that you know it was a final but we'll move on man okay 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 Wait, Bali hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, you had an interesting reaction <laughs> you said a, a hiccup not this wasn't a hiccup this is this is this was your reality okay this is your reality you know and look let me um let me cuz you know I have a lot of Madrid fans and a lot of Madrid uh, friends you know let's 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 uh let's let's help you out let's help you out first of all go get yourself another left back because Mendy was getting destroyed by Dembélé. Why is Carvajal still there? Go get yourself another right back because Carvajal is old. You know, Modric, he's getting old. He's on his way out. Kroos, on his way out. Look, there's a guy in the German league called Jude Bellingham. Go get him. Go improve your squad. You're willing to spend over 180 on or over 160 on Mbappe not too long ago. So you have money. You know, you have money to spend Go spend it. Go to go improve the squad. You know, that's just my advice to 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 the Madrid fans. I mean, you're not wrong. Jude Bellingham is a player that definitely Real Madrid is going to be having their eyes on in the next window that opens up because Carlo confirmed that there's no more signings coming in. So Jude Bellingham for sure is going to be a player that Austin that Austin see that Real Madrid is going to be keen on signing. And we're going to need more than that, like you said, Bali, the right back position, the left back position. They're they're. There's spots that now need filling. I mean, Lucas Vasquez was helping out at that right back position for a long time. He's not even a right back. I mean, I don't know if this guy was ever even good enough to be playing for Real Madrid, but somehow he was just getting minutes and minutes and minutes. Zidane loved Lucas Vasquez, and he was also iconic for that uh, penalty that he took in the um, Champions League final versus Atleti that one time. But I got some uh, stats here for the Real Madrid-Barca game and said Madrid only had one shot. Um, in the whole first half. The last time Madrid failed to register zero shots on target was 37 Clásicos ago. That was under Mourinho, and it was 12 years ago. Barcelona now have 15 Super Cups de España and left Madrid with only 13. Camavinga, despite only having uh, 25 appearances with 10 starts, he's only completed the full 90 twice. Was he worth the money? That's really interesting right there. Uh, Modric completed 27 of 29 passes, only five we're in the final third, and he has zero uh, created chances. Didn't recover the ball, not once. Going to Bali's point that he's getting old and he's on his way out. Uh, another thing we note is that first defeat in six games in Saudi for Real Madrid. So they've had a good record out there. Today was not the case, though. I'm sure that I think Ronaldo was in the audience, if I'm not mistaken. He was taking pictures with him and stuff. So maybe Ronaldo's a curse, like speed is the curse for him. I don't know. We'll see there. Uh, total shots, Barcelona 11, Real Madrid 12. Big chances, five for Barca, one for Madrid. Six shots for Barca, six for Madrid. Um, passes, 500 for Barca, 400 for Madrid. And uh, ground duels, 39 for Barca, 26 for Madrid. So Barca really just took control of this game, bro. I mean, it was really no contest from the beginning. Anything else we want to add on the Super Cup final, Bali? Anything else you want to add, mate? I mean, and also, you know, Hernan, I mean, Hernan and Primo, I mean, why is Ceballos still on your team? I mean, this guy was on loan at Arsenal. He wasn't. He wasn't even good enough to be in Arsenal. 
Is he good enough to be in Madrid? I don't think so. Well, why is Asensio still in the team? Why is this guy Mariano just chilling, collecting wages? Why? I mean, what you have to ask questions now. I mean, y'all, y'all are the Madrid fans. I mean, what is going on with your club right now? These these players are not good enough to be in Madrid. If they're not good enough to be in Arsenal, why are they even in Madrid? Let's I agree be real. with you. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. I mean, what do you want me to do? Come on here and defend Ceballos, defend Asensio, Mariano? I can't. I mean, when I was watching the game, I saw Ancelotti tell Ceballos to warm up, get his cleats ready to come onto the field. I mean, I was like, bro, what, what are we bringing off on the bench? I remember whenever we were we were we were bringing on James Rodriguez, Morata, whenever he was balling. At, at one point, we had Chicharito coming off the bench. Guys that you knew brought goals. We're bringing on Ceballos now. Ceballos, that's what we we we've been reduced to, mate. And it's just sad. Um, agree with you 100%, Bali. Let's see, Primo, if you want to add anything onto the game right now, is the time. Go ahead, Primo. Uh, no, bro. I mean, nothing much. Like I said, you know, it's just a small little hiccup. We'll see. We'll recover from this, and I think I have faith in this team. Yes, there is holes to be filled in, but it's even if we tried now, I think it's just too late. So might as well just wait for the next window. Um, you know, yeah, there's some players that need to be offloaded, but as far as the financial situation, I think Madrid is is okay with that. And so, you know, we can we can keep these guys for another six months, and it'll be okay. Um, you know, I think our team just needs to find themselves again. You know, we're, we're going to find ourselves. And I know this team is great. This team, you know, is able to play good. And so um, maybe it was just an off day. Maybe. I don't know. It was it was a, it was a bad day for Real Madrid. But uh, I don't think there's going to be a trend from here on out. I don't think there's going to be a trend of, of bad games. Yes, maybe here and there. But overall, I think we're going to be uh, doing pretty good this season. So. Well, one more thing that I do want to add on to the game is I want to send uh, I want to send a shout out to all my Peña brothers out there. Hang in there, hang in there. We will be back. Shout out to Alvaro, uh, Lalo, everybody in the Peña, everybody out there. Hang in there, hang in there. Things will get better. Bali, uh, hey, look, hang, hang in there. You know, hang, hang, hang. <laughs> don't be rude, mate. Don't be rude. Hey, uh. I got, I got that Peña Barca on deck. Let me know whoever wants a shot. We're taking shots. Peña Barca on a double cup Pete Terry's. Ooh. Double cup Pete Terry's on a, on, a, on a Sunday night. And then uh, uh, um, my boy Vanilla Mexican, he got that Real Madrid kush waiting. Hey, send it over here, Vanilla. I want some of that. I need to take Vanilla, a hit, baby. That was over the top, Vanilla. That was over the top. That was over the top, Vanilla. You hurt me on that one. You hurt me. You hurt me on that one. Uh, one more thing that I do want to talk about, maybe we could spend the next five minutes talking on this, is the North London Derby. Bali, we do got to mention it real quick. Arsenal beating the lights out of Spurs and really solidifying their spot in first place. I mean, DJ Khaled, I mean, it breaks my heart. It really breaks my heart. What are your thoughts on everything going on in the Arsenal universe, Bali? Nobody believed in us. Nobody believed in us, but guess what? We did. We believed it. We believed. You know what I'm saying? We believed. So, um, yeah, let's talk about the, the best team right now playing uh, football in, uh, in the world. In the world. Let's just say it in the world, you know. Um, uh, the, the Arsenal. The Arsenal. Um, I'm very, very happy right now, Hernan. You know me. Um, good times coming right now. Top of the league. You know, eight points clear. But um, let's be humble. Let's be humble. Let's be humble. And all, we, should all, we should all be humble because it's, it's a long season. We've got a long way to go. 
But uh, man, we right now we are playing some great, great stuff. You know, Martin Odegaard. I mean, <laughs> Martin Odegaard. Where did he come from? Do you remember where he came from? Odegaard. Where did he come from? Where, I, I don't remember. I, I, I'm, like my memory. He came from know? Norway. He came from Norway. Oh yeah. Oh no, but what club did he come? What club did he play before us? You, you don't know? Um, he played for Real Madrid, mate. Atlético. Oh, oh, Real Madrid. Oh, Real Madrid. Okay. <laughs> oh man, it's. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have your fun. Have your fun, uh, mate. It's a uh, great, great times. You know, Martin Odegaard right now. He he is labeled as one of the best midfielders in the EPL right now. He's he's competing. He's playing great. He is our captain. You know, he's he's our captain. He's been playing. Amazing for us. We have a young center back like Saliba. Saliba, you know, he's been playing unbelievable. We have Bukayo Saka, who you Saquita, might want. Saquita, who, Saquita. Who, who you might you might want. You know, I know Madrid might might want Saka. You know, he's, a good he's a, a good forty five mil for Saka. Nah, 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 forty five mil is nah, perfect. Nah, nah. We, we want three hundred and fifty million. Three hundred and fifty million for Saka. And um, we also have Martinelli. The like. Martinelli, you have Rodrigo over there. I mean, no offense, that kid. I mean, I don't even want to say because I don't want to hurt people's feelings. But uh, Martinelli is way, way better than Rodrigo. I mean, that's just a fact. There's nothing, nothing else to say about that. So I mean, we have a great, great squad. And not our our number nine, Gabriel de Jesus, isn't he injured? He, he's injured. He injured. He's injured. And and everybody was talking. Oh, he's injured. Arsenal's done. But what? Who comes in? Ede. Ede. In Ketia, Ede, he's came in and he's been playing amazing stuff. And then um, Chelsea fans were some Chelsea fan DM me talking like, ah ha ha ha, we got Mudrick, we got Mudrick. Go ahead, bro, go ahead and spend 108 million on that a guy who's been playing. eight years, eight, eight year years. contract, man. Eight years. You basically put him in jail for eight years. You know, that, that's how, that's what happened. You know that, that that's kind of messed Ouch. up. That's kind of messed up. So um. I really don't understand Chelsea's game plan. You know, you don't want to spend 115 for Enzo, but you go spend 108 on this kid. But um, it is what it is, man. We're 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 not worried about anybody. All we're worried about is ourselves, and um, we want to win the league. We want to win the league, and um, I want people to show respect to 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 Mikel. Start showing respect to my manager, my coach, because right now he is one of the best managers in in the world right now. And there, there's there, there's going to be clubs knocking. He's up there. He's up there. He's up no, there. no, no. The best. He's one. Of, if not the best. If not the, him and Pep are up there. You know, him and Pep are up there. You know, we, yeah, we won't be surprised yeah. if 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 you do end up sacking Ancelotti and and coming knocking and wanting Mikel. I mean, imagine Mikel and Real Madrid. I mean, I'll imagine, take Mikel. I'll take yeah, Mikel. I, I know, I know I'll you take, take Mikel. Him. I know you'll take him. I know you'll I'll take Mikel. And you'll take, take Saka, Martinelli, Partey. You take almost all our squad. You'll take all yeah, of them. Yeah, well, yeah, easy, easy. Gut that team. We'll gut that team. We got but, money. We got money. Yeah, we got you money. Money. You, money. you have money. Okay, you we have got money. money. It's cool. It's we got cool. Money. But um, uh, I'm happy. I'm there, man. Real quick, Bali. You also, uh, I, I, I want to ask you about Ramsdale. Uh, he had seven shots on him, and all seven were saved. One of them was a one-on-one versus uh, Cessignon, if I say that right. Thoughts on Rams, though, bro, because you guys had Leno, got rid of Leno, right? You also had Emmy Martinez, sold Emmy Martinez, right? And you end up with this keeper, Ramsdale, who the club took a chance on, bro. Be real. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, Ramsdale, let me tell you something. Ramsdale was under 30 million. I believe his fee was around 20, 20 something million for him. But um, he played in Sheffield United, you know, he, he you know, in the, in the second division, you know. 
and um, we took a chance with him because, but we knew what we had. You know, we knew that he was gonna, he was a great goalkeeper. You know, and I'm so so happy, so 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 proud of him. You know, the work that he's been doing now. He's playing in the in the national team. He went to the World Cup. He, he had that experience. Him and Saka were over there together, and um, just an amazing goalkeeper. You know, it's kind of sad after the game that uh, a Tottenham fan kicked him. Did you see that? You know that that embarrassing stuff by Tottenham. Embarrassing. I saw that. I saw that. The FA needs to protect their players, bro. That's yeah. absolutely embarrassing. Yeah, the Tottenham. Uh, officially dropped a statement and they will be uh investigating it and then uh hopefully hopefully there's 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 charges i want to see that kid in jail i want to see them bro, in jail bro did you also see the everton fan talking to uh yeti mina in oh, like yeah. a parking lot after the game he was like if we go down will you stay will you stay and he didn't get like a good solid answer out of him bro i mean football bro it's it, it's crazy how emotional football gets people bro like I, when i saw that fan bro i mean you don't know what these what these what these fans have to live through or what they experience or the history that goes on into these clubs i mean these are institutions that go back years bro years so this could be a generational fan i mean this guy's grandpa could be a everton fan and this team is everything to him i mean he's out there in the parking lot arguing with yeti mean i mean what was your thoughts on that go ahead about it crazy and, and I, i've been telling you and b and b's over here telling me nah 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 sack frank you have to sack frank you have to sack Sack him. Sack him. Sometimes you have to, you just have to pull the trigger, bro. You have to pull the trigger. Pull the trigger on Frank Lampard. Wolves, you look Wolves. Wolves, they pulled the trigger. They brought in Lopetegui. Look, they're not, they're not, a, they're not a relegation anymore. They moved up. They've won a couple games now. Steven Gerrard, Steven Gerrard, he was in the mud. He had a villa almost being relegated. Sacked. Bring in Unai Emery. And look at them now. They're off the table now. So you have to pull the trigger on these coaches. I think that Frank Lampard needs to be sacked and David Moyes. Because West Ham Whoa. West Ham and Everton do not deserve to be down there fighting for relegation, bro. These teams have spent money. They have good yeah. players. And they yeah. shouldn't be fighting for relegation. They should be at the top at least between 10th and 6th or something fighting. It's just, it's it's sad. It's sad out there right now. What about Stevie Cooper? I mean, they beat uh they beat Leicester. Now they're what in 13th, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I yeah. mean, not uh shout out to uh Mark Turner. His team looks to be free, bro. They look to be safe. They're out that zone, bro. 13th. I mean, they must be happy, and they stuck with their coach, Steve yeah. Cooper. He also spent yeah. a lot of money. He spent a lot of money, bro. They signed what like yeah. 23, 22 players. Insane. Yeah, and that. They have also signed another a midfielder from from uh, Palmeiras. They signed another Brazilian midfielder, so they Ooh. keep signing. They keep That's signing, tough. but uh, hopefully, hope, uh, I like Forrest, especially because of 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 my my G, my G um Martana, my, my G Martana. So uh, I I want them to stay up, but uh, I want everything to get relegated. I want Frank <laughs> Lampard to. That's messed uh, up, bro. You know, I want I want him to get relegated and um. And West Ham, you know, Paqueta, you know, all those dance moves, you know, they, they, you know, you're not dancing like that no more, buddy. You know, relegation form right now. So, uh, man, you know, the, 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 I mean, you remember that prediction we did in the beginning of the, of the, of the season? We said who was going to be relegated? Yeah. You know, I said I think Fulham. We mentioned like Southampton also. We had mentioned Fulham. I remember Southam- Fulham. Southampton, yeah. Southampton is in relegation right now, yeah. but we said Fulham. I said Fulham. Fulham's flying right now. Fulham is sixth. Yeah. Ahead of ahead of Liverpool and Chelsea. 
Could have no, tied. Could have tied today, bro. Could have tied versus Newcastle, but um, Mitrovic penalty. It hit both of his legs as it oh, yeah, went into that. the goal, so they had to. Uh, they had to not count that. But uh, one more thing that I do want to touch up on before we end the podcast, Bali, right now that we're in the, the topic of the EPL, is Man United. I mean, we got to give them credit. I mean, they've completely turned it around. Eric Ten Hag, we gave him a lot of slack. We gave him a lot of hate, a lot of uh, a lot of heat on this podcast whenever he was appointed to Man United. But he seems to have taken control of this locker room. He got rid of Cristiano, who had a lot of drama with him come along and definitely a lot of Ronaldo fans gave Man United hate, uh, gave Eric Ten Hag unnecessary hate because he got rid of Ronaldo. But ever since he's been gone, they haven't lost a game. I mean, go ahead, Bali, what's your take on Man United, bro? And Eric Ten Hag, really, real quick. Man, you know, you can't deny it. You know, they are playing some good stuff. They're playing very, very well. You know, Trashford, you know, I can't call him Trashford anymore. You know, because the kid is flying. The kid is playing well. I can't. I can still call Casemiro Casemiro because we know why he went to United because of money. You know, he, you can't lie that Casemiro. But uh, man, United are flying right now. And um, shout out to Eric Ten Hag. You know, uh, he did. Uh, he, he's doing some great, great stuff out there. You know, hopefully the the board back him because we know he wanted Gakpo and he, Gakpo ended up going to Liverpool. So that 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 sucked. But um, you know, he's doing some great stuff. You know, I still don't. Don't agree with, with with the stuff that he did with Cristiano. You know, to me that's some snaky stuff. And uh, you know, I, I I would never back the guy if he was if I was a United fan, I would want him out. But um, you know, he's doing he's doing some great stuff. And um, I'm 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 happy for United because you know they've been in the mud for a while, and now you know they're doing better and they beat City, which which is good for us. Yeah, incredible, incredible for Arsenal. Man United getting the job done against City, bro. Absolutely incredible. Um, also important to note that United are the only team to be remaining in England to be competing in all four competitions, bro. The Prem, EFL Cup, the FA Cup, and Europa. That's really interesting. Um, another thing that we note on for the United is um, Rashford. Rashford is in form for them. He's looking to be playing his best football. Eric Ten Hag really got him back to his best form, like we mentioned. And it's it's going to be really fun to see where this Man United team ends. I mean... They've had a very small time with this new coach, Eric Ten Hag, but things seem to be going in the right direction for Man United. Shout out to uh, Eric, the uh, Top Flight Podcast topic uh, contributor. He's a big United fan, and we had to talk about his team because they're actually moving in the right direction. I gave him hate earlier this season. I gave him slack. I called him Eric Ten Hag, just like Bonnie did. I called him a fraud. I called him a, a, a substitute teacher, which he does kind of look like a sub. But hey, Eric Ten Hag is getting the job done. Now, uh, Primo, is there anything you want to add on what was mentioned in the in the EPL? Maybe a Man United take there? Go ahead, man, before we end the pod. Uh, I mean, just good for them. Good for Man United, you know, staying in form and, and winning all these, these important games. Um, and, you know, I think, yeah, the EPL is just such, a, such an entertaining league. So many, you know, good games go on every weekend and so many... Uh, you know, all these, you know, it's crazy, you know, one team loses and it affects, this, it affects like two other teams and, yeah. you know, the re- regulation battle that's going on right now. Uh, a, lot, a lot of good stuff going on in the EPO. Um, but yeah, it, it was good to see United win. I think they needed it. 100% they needed it. Now, it's just some quick little stats before we end the pod for the Man United fans out there. It says, 1959 was the last time a United player, Dennis Violet 
scored nine straight home game goals, and now it's done again by Marcus Rashford. Rashford, first player to score in seven consecutive appearances since CR7 in 2008. Also, Garnacho, youngest player to assist in a Manchester Derby. And this is 10 consecutive wins at Old Trafford for Man United, bro. I'm telling you, they're turning it around. Shout out to Erickson Hag. Shout out to uh, Ed Woodward for stepping down. Shout out to the Glazers for finally deciding to sell this club. But you know what? Shout out to Ronaldo, bro, for saving this whole French, this whole organization, this whole team, everything, bro. If it wasn't for Chris, bro, nothing would have, would, none of this would have been happening for Man United. So Man United fans, hate him or not, you owe everything to Cristiano. And that's where we're going to end the Top Flight Podcast episode 75, y'all. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next week with MyGB back into, into the studio, hopefully, where we'll discuss Austin FC, their depth, and who we think is going to start. And we'll have more stuff to talk about as well. I'm sure more news is going to come out. Bali still sipping on the Real Madrid fan tears in his P. Terry's Cup. Sipping on the Real Madrid vodka, as he said. And Primo is chilling at the Real Madrid, uh, sorry, at the Q2 Stadium. Look at this beautiful backdrop there. Uh, I'm your host, Hernan. Episode 75 for the Top Flight Podcast will be out soon. Have a good night, everybody. Stay safe. See you next time.